So how do I do this again? Because it's You're been asking a, me. It's been a while. Well, I mean, have you, you got the dick out of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's you. Yeah. Thank you for each and every one of those insults. <laughs> I edited the podcast. I got to listen to it like a fan. And then I'd find like a little throwback gag. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I'll go back and piece together the audio they want only to get to the end of that gag and resume editing the podcast. Be like, ah, that was Mitch. He had a dick in his mouth. I'm like, <laughs> Did you gag on that dick in your mouth? <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, well, yeah. No, well, I mean, it's carried over into episode five. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so, well, and then what happens? You actually show up. So Yeah, yeah I know. I'm back. Back you to turn your you'll be mic off when I need to, so... <laughs> We're, we're into it. Let's go. Well, you're getting it's... close to being the Jonas of the group, so... All right. It's not as fun now because he's here to defend himself. Get into Gates. We are uh, up to episode five of the podcast. We'll get into uh, what exactly that entails in just a second. My name is Mitch. I'm finally back on board. Thank you to uh, yourself, Maddie, and Brendan and Reese for yep. uh, steering the ship when just I was keeping gone. It going. Just Keep keeping it going. it going. Indeed. So welcome, just call uh, me Jack Sparrow. What? Captain, Mitch <laughs> the. <laughs> Wrong reference. Cut that out. <laughs> Maybe Jack O'Neill. <laughs> is that steering the ship? The Venn diagram is Stargate. Could have fans. been a, could have been a hot Pirates could of the Caribbean. <laughs> could have been an Alkesh. Yeah. Could have been a Beta Glider. You know, yeah. it's all ship. That's what all, is a Jack Sparrow? Same ship to me. <laughs> that's I'm all gonna, stuff beyond Reese. Now that you've spoken, I've got to introduce you, Lincoln. You're making your debut on the show, Lincoln. Lower yeah. oh, hold on to it, son. <laughs> You know, ratings drop. Bring in the, bring in the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you plug first commandment, you need something else to bring in the, <laughs> the audience. Yes, we are talking the first commandments, uh, described as the SG one team is sent after the SG nine team that has failed to return. They find that their captain, having been treated like a god by planetary inhabitants, is drunk with power and is tyrannical. Uh, oh God, I knew I'd screw up that word. How, how, how do you even say that word? Ty- Tyrannical. T- t- yeah, but it's like. Are t- you reading the DVD case? I'm actually. I'm, I'm <laughs> close. No, I'm getting to a point because. Uh, it's good. Is it, it tyrannizing? Tyrannical. It, it, it's like tyrannical, but it's tyrannizing, is how they've. Tyrannizing. S- tyrannizing, sure. I've that never sounds actually like, read that. Sounds that sounds like a, I believe it could be a soft J. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I want to I read it. I thought tyrannizing was like a verb in the Game of Thrones. Like you tyrannize. Oh, you, got, oh, you, you just got tyrannized. You just got tyrannized. It's a mic drop, not from very high, but you know, sure. No, I only wanted to read it off the DVD because what I've just realised is that it's it's such a '90s sort of styling. Is that? And I mean, we can get to the menu, which I'm I'm starting to relove. Oh, they're all the menus of the DVDs. The DVD it feels menu. like I'm playing Goldeneye, yeah. the Stargate edition, but it ends in Italia. It's it drunk with power. <laughs> Never pick Natalia. Never pick Natalia in that game. Why did they even make her a playable character? Honestly, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Back to game. I just needed my hate for Natalia in the game. <laughs> but they end up, you know, he's drunk with power. Can they overcome him? And it's, it's always up in a question like, is this the end of the Stargate GUSG1 like, team? And you're mate, like, no, because I can see there's three more on this disc. You don't need to tease it. We bought the 
DVD. <laughs> yeah. Like the last one, you know. I've got Will they find seasons. the cause in time to save their teammates? Yeah, probably. Um, we, so why don't they just say the one where the dickheads on the planet and they got to stop him? Yeah, like, like that Friends. That's too many words. It's just the one you skip. That's, <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> it could be like that. Like Friends, right? The yeah. Friends always the one with the two something, or you yeah, know, the yeah. one with the blind date. Like they could have this. Yeah, like the one that you skip, as as far as you can. So the first commandment. <laughs> it is uh, directed by uh, what's what's his name? I think it's uh, Den- Dennis uh, Berry. Dennis actually, Barry. This is the first time we've had a returning director. This guy directed mm. The Enemy Within, so he's the first time we've had a return director. Oh. But, oh, so there's a pattern here. <laughs> but on oh, the other one, you skip. Ring a ding ding. It is the first time an episode has been solely credited to the one Robert C. Cooper, Brendan's yeah. favorite contributor to Stargate SG One. Absolute oh, cock, Brendan. Absolute cock. It's becoming so clear why you hate him now. <laughs> I was going to say, if you think about it, just based on this, how the yeah. hell did he get another gig? Like, why would they bring him back oh, to yeah. write another episode based on this? <laughs> like, Mitch. Mitch goes, oh yeah, but we've had three episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. In have. a row. To I'll, talk about it and, then, to <laughs> and the more we talk about Robert C. Cooper about his contributions to SG1 you, you'll learn to hate him as well <laughs> yes well I mean okay I, I won't well, start I'll off I'll put it by... this way he created Stargate Universe drop the mic <laughs> That See, was a horrible, I've horrible nev- series. I've never seen a second of that show. And I think I'll really? just... Yeah, I'm going to leave it at this point until, you know, seven years down the track when we finish talking about SG-1. <laughs> Mate, it's not going to get any better with age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really it's, not. It's not bad. Like, obviously, of the three, it's the, you know, red-headed pale stepchild of the mm. three. But you definitely <laughs> love it the least. decapitated after two years. <laughs> See, one. Benny, who does uh, some of the other TV talk on uh, on Get Into Geek, he uh, he's already punched... I think he's gotten through everything except for Universe. He's up to there. He's, he's done Atlantis, done SG-1. And he'd be an interesting guy to talk to while we do this show because in his mind, uh, you know, hey, potato, potato, Atlantis for him is far better than SG-1, but SG-1 itself only got really good when Jack O'Neill wasn't in it. Yeah, so and that's the thing, is Ben said early on that he didn't hey, like ja- he didn't like Daniel Jackson. Episodes where he doesn't appear, right? right. Episodes where he doesn't <laughs> like appear. Like he does? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, what have we done? No. He said early on, these two he least favorite. He got the favorite... for a couple of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> ben said his two least favorite characters are uh, O'Neill and Jackson, and it's like, what else what? is there? So his, his <laughs> just a couple of indeeds. <laughs> yeah, in there. His, and talk about vaginas being on the inside. Yeah, he's you know, <laughs> his thoughts Bloody on the inside. <laughs> We've all seen Teeks for Jonah. It's definitely on the outside. <laughs> it's in the outie. So yeah, I feel like I feel like Ben's thoughts on Stargate need to be taken with a pinch of salt. Well, we'll get maybe get to, uh, to the end of the first season. We can welcome him in for some special comments by Benjamin Clayton. We'll, we'll do but, a season um, review. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he can be in politics and. I'll let, we'll leave you two with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, we've got our overall thoughts of this episode. It's one that you can miss, but let's let's talk about it anyway. We're six minutes in. We can cap it at thirty-eight minutes. So uh, when the uh, when the wormhole does close, of course. But um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Where do you uh, where do you want to start with well, this I one? Just, I just have one note. I I go old school. I write in a book. I've just written in big capital letters. Why does this even exist? <laughs> Jesus. Maybe we can leave that then, till a bit later. Yeah, and then I've, oh no, I've start chronologically. I've, I've just I've just followed it up with we like we're what five episodes into this show. They've established that the main villain are you know humanoids who pose as gods. Why yeah. do we need one of our own to pose as a god? Yeah, for, so for quickly. One what is what is that? His second mission. Yeah. What's his name? Jonas. Mm. Oh, you're we, better than me. That's Jonas my, this is actually my one note. Carter. 
had a fiance called Jonas, which is this guy, <laughs> which is hilarious. Like, what? That's such a random backstory to have. And it was only like, I gave the ring back. That's the yeah, only. Yeah, ra- I, I think the the only thing that jumps out at, at me for that is the thing where. <sighs> Wait, it's, we're going into future storylines with this one, but mm. you you see this tension. Reese, cover your ears. You see this tension between <laughs> O'Neill and Carter. Yeah, well, that's and they're like, obvious. oh, well we, well, we can't do anything because of our military ranks. Yet all of a sudden, she used to be with this guy, and they're in the they're both in the air force. Yeah. It's like, ah, okay, mate. No wonder you get the. Just gonna retcon it. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm delving really deep into that. But, uh... I've I've definitely seen this episode more than a few times, but rewatching it for this podcast, I think this is the first time I've ever even picked up the fact. That, these, that she was engaged to this I'd guy. I totally mm-hmm. forgot. Because it didn't matter the totally first time forgotten. you saw it. You're like, oh, okay, mm. yeah, sure. Yeah, it's ju- it's kind of to set up for the later on in the episode, which I'm guessing we'll get to. But, uh, yeah. It, it's yeah. just sort of, yeah, she is his weak spot. Yeah. You know, he's ruthless with everyone else and will not see anyone, will not talk to anyone else. You know, they're all inferior to him, except for Carter. Yeah. <laughs> he, wants, he wants those reproductive organs. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she told us in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd like, be looking, where is it? Where are they? Oh, now. they're on the inside. Oh, that's why I couldn't How find How do I them. get to... Oh, oh thanks, then. episode one. But as I was writing my notes as I as I was watching the episode, and I'm like, you know, at least they didn't, it, it didn't jump right at you. They didn't ram it down your throat from the get-go. It wasn't like they started with, I used to be engaged to this guy. This is why we broke up. It was just, look, I gave the ring back, okay? So I know him. And you're like, hang on. I, and I actually rewound it. I'm like, did she say ring? And I put it on the captions to make sure. I'm like... Hang on, she engaged this guy, and then five minutes later, there's another scene where she sort of hints along, and then eventually, it's it's very much out in the open. They used to be together. He wants her back because he wants to make her his goddess. Uh, I mean, yeah, because yeah, what a planet to retire on. Blister me up, please. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> not all these, go are, again. all these other Minoan cultures with the giant golden ox statues yeah, and thrones the, and the statues. land of light and all that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, the, there's the land of endless partying and everything like <laughs> yeah. where they're all like the. But it's and he's yeah, like, no. nah, he's like, nah. Do. I choose. <laughs> yeah, pl- this is it. I choose planet melanoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's not planet melanoma, I put shields up and it'll look like Michael works. Bay's Bad Boys Miami the whole time. <laughs> Everything's just orange. <laughs> like, you're right. Like by the end of it, not to skip ahead, but let's skip ahead. When he says to his, well, people, we've all seen it. We're fine. Yeah. Well, he wants to throw <laughs> them into the uh, into the into the event horizon and kill them, obviously. And um, he said, like, we're going to bury this stargate so that no one will ever come and none of these demons will ever come back. And that was my first thought too. I'm like. You don't want to keep your options open. Mm. Like I don't care if you're thinking this is like in a five decade plan, but eventually you don't want to go to like maybe a Hoth type planet just for something a little different. Well, and know. you know, do you know <laughs> what? Do vacation. you know what the winters are like on this planet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I really haven't been there that long because that six weeks was it? Four, definitely four. I think they said for the first four weeks. So I guess yeah, it's probably mm. been a while since um, uh, Connor. Who um, who helped them in the beginning, the surviving member of SG9, said that for the first four weeks, I guess, yeah, it was around about six. This is the first time that we've heard a mission going longer than, what, 24, 48 hours? Because yeah. we mm. only ever follow SG1, obviously, and they only ever go on these missions. And if we don't hear back from you in 24 hours, we're closing the iris and switching <laughs> yeah. the codes or whatever. So <laughs> I guess the backstory <laughs> that we... Yeah, going to blow the f*** out of this mountain. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's a, it's a go-to seconds. every single time. Yeah. What's your playbook? Uh, I've really only got one page. Blow Mountain. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Close the iris. Self-destruct. Self-destruct. Yeah, so... Um, so I'm interested of, in what Reese has to say, being the newbie. Mm. First time seeing it, Reese. What are your um, thoughts? Honestly, the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not even halfway through, but I did rewatch it. Um, yeah, I, it was... I don't know. It was sort of... 
Yeah, it was good to see, I mean, other other teams other than SG1. But I don't think, it didn't really make sense to me. It didn't really have a, a, a point to it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just found it a bit confusing and, and what the whole point of it was. And mm. um, yeah, It had to be a lot to do with Tilk being the hero, maybe, because he had all the information <laughs> about the shield that came up and you needed two. Mm-hmm. No one else knew about I'm I'm the only thinking that was for a Tilk hero moment and kind of yet at the same time and yeah, one more that I <laughs> I'll get to the that end fight and when Jackson shows up to say no don't listen to this guy look he's a false god okay he's gonna you know he's about to chuck <laughs> yeah. them into the wormhole and then old mate local shows up with the staff weapon I'm like I think sending you in place of Tilk to a fight might have been a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tilk yeah. was only back there to pretty much flick a switch. <laughs> like, you couldn't have shown... Like, that yeah. inept idiot was probably smart enough to go, hey, when yeah. when you see a, 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 a gunshot go over this way, because he immediately knew how to properly fire that thing. Yeah. You know, accurately, Tilk, too. Yeah, accurately yeah. enough that Tilk... And, and quickly, like, tr- he didn't have any sort of kickback off it. Yeah. He's able to fire two quick shots in the same direction He's to give Tilk the signal. Man. I just feel that maybe Tilk would have better served the fight, you know, than this mm. guy. Because they were relying on Daniel Jackson and a guy that had previously thought that this insane human was an all-powerful god. Like, yeah. maybe not your strongest Slave. members. Uh, the only way I could justify that, I assume, is that they wanted him to be able to show yes. you know, he can be the leader or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and they did sort of focus that last yeah. shot on him as well. Yeah. When they disappeared and they said, look, we think we've done enough, it was sort of him, but I'm like, well... I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess they. Sure. You know, you guys we can have pass a good this... time about it. Yeah. yeah. Out of this shit hole. Sort yeah. yourselves out. <laughs> I want to see the conversation of, like, Daniel asking Teal'c to hand over his staff weapon. He's like, can we. <laughs> yeah. Can I borrow that for a second? I got yeah. an idea. I got an idea, Teal'c. <laughs> Oregon just would have been one of those. He just looks at him, raises the eyebrow, and then just. Just, <laughs> I mean, you can't. You, the hand just goes over. He gives it to him. It's just, just raises the eyebrows. Yeah, no, no verbals. Comes back when he scratches, and you are. But I think <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I got. <laughs> just to get into the the deeper side of of my opinion and why the episode was created is sort of to show that while the 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 Gould are essentially the evil, the the posing as gods, evil beings, they they just thrive on their people worshiping them and all that kind of stuff. You know, showing the whole American and Air Force side of going out and saying, no, they're the bad guys and, and, and we, you know, we're, we're sort of trying to save everyone. It shows that it even is in the human trait that when worshipped, it can be quite an addictive thing. Mm-hmm. And so once, it, it, I mean, the only thing that sticks out with me is going, he was only there for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So this, how f***ing mentally weak was this dude if he goes yeah. to someplace for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden goes, I'm a f***ing god. But... Um, I think it, it was sort of created to show that they were still very new in the Stargate program, and while they spent the whole time going, these bad guys are, you know, they're, they're bad and they they love to get worshipped, and it's a terrible thing to want to get worshipped like gods and everything. Oh shit, we we actually have people like our people are doing that as well. Crap. Okay. Um, yeah. it's something that that is is not just confined to the yeah. bad guys. Psych evaluation. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's an internal <laughs> check the back like, of the neck and a psych. And it's a very human trait to to sort of love the power. You know, you see like people in charge of everything don't want to give up that power. You see politicians. You see people in military. You you see people in any sort of high ranking. If you sort of tell them, oh, we want you out of the job. We're going to put someone else in. They'll hate that. Mm-hmm. So you sort of think, imagine people worshiping you as a mm-hmm. god, and so I think it's just trying to show that it's it, it's more of that internal struggle of fighting the urge to to want to be worshipped and all that kind of stuff. And for me, that's th- not a bad point. I just 
I feel like it was lazy hiding, but they tried to hide it behind the like the radiation on the planet. Mm. Like what what Lincoln just said, I think is a really cool idea. But what I would have liked to have seen instead is maybe have a Guauld, not you know, um, implant on a, on one of one of our own, but actually just talk him round. Yeah. Not not have to take him over with another symbiont. Mm. Talk him round to how great it is to be worshipped and have all these. And and do like the soft sell mm. and that and seduce someone. I think that would have that would that would have actually been a pretty decent idea. I think that they, they use the radiation though, as a, as a way of going. Look, everyone that's in the in the Stargate program isn't mentally weak. There had to have been something to set off his yeah. mind to make. Didn't him they go say crazy that he Jack was in Sparrow a hospital style. or something at one point? Maybe I just missed oh, construed that. Yeah, well, Carter said something about him. He was in Black Ops, so he was obviously like in, right. in, on some serious yeah. missions, and yeah. he's, he's, seen he's some done. Shit, yeah, man. he's seen some dark days, <laughs> and then obviously she broke his heart, gave him his ring back. She broke off the engagement because she could see that mentally maybe he wasn't the most stable person or whatever. And then all of a sudden they come clashing back together at SG One. She's oh, he was really happy to see me, and I'm like, you've clearly never broken up with a guy before. <laughs> <laughs> he will put on that face. He slave people because of you. <laughs> he hates your guts. But for me. I think the saving point early on was um, was actually O'Neill when they were setting up the perimeter and they're setting up like the you know the the the, the, <laughs> well, the, the boundary or what whatever. Was and with that? I don't even know what it the made little... sense the first time I watched it. Yeah. But the second time I'm like, what is that going to do? I, I wasn't actually watching because I was I was like you know I was doing other things. You know, you you fell asleep. Reese, I didn't fall asleep. I was actually ironing a shirt while I was watching this. <laughs> so I just clearly didn't. Find out. I was so what this episode made you do? <laughs> I was focused on the collar at the time. Thanks, but Robert C. Cooper. Iron in there. Piece of shit. <laughs> but um, they set it up, and then they obviously threw something to test it. Yeah. The alarms go off, and O'Neill he walks off, and he's like, "Well, if any rocks sneak up on us, we'll have plenty of warning." <laughs> and so he was just taking the piss out of it, even though he just sort of, you know, he'd seen <laughs> he obviously spent hours. Yeah, yeah that kind of guy, like hearing so close, stories, right? So we got like, a flood over here, an alarm. They'd have about an eighth of a second warning. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's which they yeah. did. It's another SG team with like semi-automatic yeah. weapons. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like, well, we've we've got a three-foot perimeter around. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> but not only that, it was when like he went from joking around to then being really told that the the full story from Connor. And then you actually they they showed a quick shot of O'Neill and it was like oh shit like he's my counterpart in the SG9 team like he's me in that team, and he's been corrupted and and O'Neill's probably very confident at this stage that he could not be like that like how could how could you be like that and then he hears the story he's like oh shit like I wouldn't have thought that about this guy clearly he knows this bloke from the from the you know the SGC. They might not have a lot to do with each other, but I'm sure that all the heads of each SG team have met at some point and you know went out for drinks or something. Um, <laughs> oh, like a huge backstory of it just made up. No, no, like, <laughs> just to justify our shit. This no, episode. No, 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 honestly, not even trying to justify because like you walk away and you're like, okay, that wasn't the most exciting episode at all, and I'm not trying yeah. to defend that it was. But for me, it was like just that one shot of O'Neill, and I think it was just great acting from Richard Dean Anderson, even just for a second to say, oh shit, that could be me. And so look, while you said it was a bit of a Teal'c hero moment at the end, for me, it wasn't an O'Neill episode, but that could have made it an O'Neill episode where it was like, well, that's that's me and that team, so I'm going to try and help him because I would hope someone would do the same for me or something. Mm, but yeah. um, Now that you've said it, I kind of feel like I'm re-editing the last few episodes in my head because... Uh, when you went here, we actually spoke about the idea of, um, in the last episode, uh, the Brocker Divide is the first time you see O'Neill really uncomfortable with um, aliens kneeling at him. Yeah. He's like, yeah. no, get up, get up, get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember we spoke about how there was that weird jump in logic between like finding the um, the symbols from um, Chulak and leading to a planet and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I almost feel like if this episode... Because we said that we didn't care, he didn't care as much on Chulak until... 
after yeah. this, maybe, obviously. So maybe I feel like if this episode had come before the Brocker divide, that would have given a nice through line for O'Neill. Yeah. In yeah, that yeah, now yeah, he's Because he wasn't uncomfortable on Chulak that when yeah. people were kneeling in front of him, but now, but as of the Brocker divide, he was. So yeah, yeah maybe, maybe just flipping these episodes could have actually made this episode a little more... Obviously not not better, but it would at <laughs> yeah, least bit add, more another, sense. Yeah. add another thread to the tapestry. Make the sub story a little bit, but and like you said, mm. and then too, like with and you made a great point. I wasn't here, but obviously I listened to the show that Emancipation, not our, our favorite episode as a collective group, but yeah, it's it, my favorite so far. Sure, just sure. looking back on my notes, here, but yeah. it would have been far better served had it have been maybe seventh or eighth or sixteenth in the in the season, yeah. because then mm. you would have earned a few of those storylines rather than sort of set you up on a high then to show oh you know like it shows you them traversing across the galaxy and then back on earth all the dangers that can come back and threaten you at home and then emancipation it's like <laughs> yeah. oh come on guys like we need that third step yeah. you know we need you to really s- kick it into gear and not that you needed yeah. more action but just something to get your imagination yeah. going and coming coming back for more mm. yeah and we've just- definitely got that I know in the next couple of weeks when we talk about the next few episodes they're very different episodes as far as Things that the, the ideas for stories and stuff like yeah. this is very different to what Cold Lazarus will be next week, and Cold mm. Lazarus very different to the Knox the following week that we're going to talk about. So, mm. yeah, we needed something like that to kick off from episode two. But this anyway, episode, I this episode did give us two very important things, though. One, it's the first reference to the Wizard of Oz. Yes, yeah, which is brilliant. We're off to see the wizard. They're probably still after me, so. So, uh, any indigenous lions, tigers, or bears I should lie awake worrying about? Those two. Which, it's just a really cool little, like, something you never think of. It just just adds that regret. And the other thing that it adds is the Michael Shanks (laughs) do-rag. Was that he in this looks, Is that the first time? I'm pretty used? sure this is the first time he's used the do rag, oh. and he looks what? boss. What the, the do rag is? Is rag? Oh yes, of course, head. of course. The Shanksy do rag. Oh, I would never have picked <laughs> that it would have been this early in Merchandise his run. Merchandising be going crazy. Give me a green do rag. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want? Uh, do you want? Do you want Jack's hat? No. There do you want teal staff? No. I want the do rag. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know. Was was there a decision in the costuming department going? Look, do do we slap an SG one logo on the top of that, yeah. or do we just leave it? <laughs> Because <laughs> it, is, what is it normally called? It's not Australians don't call it that, do they? That's just a bandana. That's, that's bandana. bandana. Yeah, we call it the bandana. Yeah, bandana. yeah. Oh, the doot rag's a little bit more though. You look kind of like oh, yeah, up in the homies, back, down half it? down with your yeah. back and stuff like that. I just call it that because Peter Deloise calls it that in one of the um, director commentaries. Well, so, then anything Peter Deloise, Deloise we trust. Oh. He does. But uh, I think in, in hindsight, it didn't stick out for me in the first couple of minutes because it was even it was a pre-credit sequence. Um, but in hindsight, I look back and I'm like. Maybe he didn't. I'm talking about Hanson, Jonas Hanson, the the Overlord, evil Bob, guy. Yeah. That he perhaps didn't um, didn't instruct his soldiers to, uh, you know, conserve energy and weapons and things because when they killed one of their fellow team members at the start, he just shot him with a gun. And I'm like, if you're never going to return to Earth, maybe the bullets are a good thing to keep. Like even just that one. If you're just willy nilly just shooting people when you want, your whole like. Automatic yeah, stab power him in the face. Yeah. He's down. You've got a like. thousand people around with sticks and stuff. Have them beat him to death. That would this really is set an up apocalypse. the episode. I think on, I think on top Lord of that, of the though, flies, mother- have you seen The Walking Dead? I think it's called in fifteen years. Doing that kind of like you think of how far gone this dude would uh, go if he's already killing his teammates. Mm. Doing that would be using a weapon that none of them have ever seen before. Mm. Yeah. So that's a further show of his power. Yeah, but I don't I, really think yeah. he cares it's, it's about his It's like a tyrant in, a, in emancipation I don't really at think the end. Sort of <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, he's not planning long term when he's thinking of the bullets and stuff. He's just sort of going, yep, I'm going to go do this. Bang, look what I can do with this You know, this thunder weapon that yeah. I've got. Shows him more as being... I don't think he sort of thought long term about that. He probably would have 
thought about that in a few weeks' time. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> at that time, it rocks. was kind of like, I'm a god, watch how I'm a god. And yeah. Good chat. <laughs> but and I know you you keep touching on it, Reese. Obviously, being the the new guy to the show, just that little just little stabs of humour in there that they don't it, out of nowhere, no context of the story. And I know that you've got the grab for us here, Maddie. But when they uh, were obviously eating, and you know, we talk about in, in previous podcasts like how much money is going into this uh, entire program, and yet they're clearly being sent on these intergalactical missions with really, really bad microwavable dinners yeah, or something. Just, just yeah. standard US Air Force field rations. And, yeah. he, and here's a good example. It tastes like chicken. So what's wrong with that? It's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and he's actually, he's face acting. Yeah. It was like he's he's like, like, yeah. He was like, he's actually eating it. He's yeah. like, I just had a crunch and there shouldn't be a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a great throwback to the movie as well, given that James Spader's um, Daniel Jackson is like, reaches into an armadillo from yeah, an alien right. planet, pulls out and goes, tastes like a chicken. Tastes yeah. like chicken and keeps eating. Yeah. But like actual human field rations, he's like, I ain't putting up with this. Yeah. <laughs> Give me armadillo any day. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like the little inside, the, or not the inside jokes, but the little jokes that they play because it shows. I, I think for the longevity of it, it shows that they are a team, but they sort of take the piss out of each other and mm. and uh, yeah, have, have a joke around at each other. It makes it more personable. And it can mm. get really melodramatic really quickly with the heightened level of tension that they put into yeah. some of these episodes. So it's yeah. really great to to make them seem a little more realistic and yeah, you know, that's right. And see the moments in between all the dramatic stuff. Yeah. I'm actually enjoying um, the Carter and Jackson relationship. I've kind of forgot that they, how well their mm. relationship was. And in this episode and a couple more they go more into that and it's something that I didn't really pick up on before because I, I, I mean, I love Jackson and I love uh, O'Neill and Tilks. I think they're, they're the ones that really stuck it, stood out for me was O'Neill and Tilk more so than theirs. So it's interesting. I was enjoying watching their relationship blossom. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, you know, there's been plenty of moments and we've even made fun of some of them from this particular episode about, you know, the sort of just you know, in your face sort of feminist sort of, you know, storylines or, or, or bits of dialogue and things. And then there's like maybe even unintentional sort of throws against that again. And there was Teal sort of getting an idea of earth women. Whoa, where are you going? I can't just stay here and watch him beat that man to death. You will be captured. Uh-huh. Then you think that's a plan? Daniel, I can get to Hanson. That's what the colonel was talking about. Well, can you at least wait until he gets back? The man could be dead by then. We should have stopped it. We would have failed. Yeah, he, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting the grasp on the back. I don't know if you remember, because I don't know exactly. I mean, for me, I watched this episode today, but did anyone else look at Hanson, the bad guy, and think maybe he looked like a skinnier version of Zach Galifianakis? Because he sort of with struck me with that beard. And even at some times, he spoke with a little highness and a little bit of a lisp in his voice. I'm like, are you? No, you're way too old at that time to be actually well, dad, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I thought he looked... Now, this is probably going to get me shot again for my reference to like a weird 90s sitcom. Here we go. Is it something new? <laughs> not Roseanne. Yeah, is it no, something it's, new? It's not Roseanne. It's oh, not here Roseanne. Here we go. He reminded me of, the, of this weird neurotic artist guy in that Caroline in the City um, sitcom. Oh, wow. Yeah, well. I do wow. remember the show. Mm, who was it? Who was in that? Who was Caroline? It he was Back to the Future, bitch, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Caroline in the City. I'm the youngest of three, so it's like I was watching stuff I should not have been watching when I was like seven. Isn't it the, the mum from Back to the Future? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that Caroline in the City? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, she was the first one I thought of, and I went, no, that had a different name. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good throwback. Wow. Yeah, well, we 90 sitcoms. It's so we bad. know about the sitcom. We don't know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heard the name of it. <laughs> and people are obviously listening because in our Facebook Messenger chats, you know, you send a lot of gifts that are Roseanne related. And I'm like, how do they even get there? <laughs> who decided to put them there? But people are listening, Matty. There is a demand for it, and you're creating it. God bless you, internet. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, the only other thing I want to bring up there's there's music at the end where they, you know Carter and O'Neill have this sort of moment they're about to go back to the gate or whatever and the music is it, I swear to God it's exactly the same tune as the Independence Day theme which I'm like oh it's a bit of a Roland Emmerich sort of I throwback I read that I read that in some um, notes really? okay yeah. so I'm I, there's a couple of websites crazy. I go to that sort of are like like a Wikipedia style website but mm. just for Stargate yeah and they have sort of you know notes for each episode and I just sort of see if there's anything interesting there and yeah, yeah someone mentioned well, that here I'll play it and but see I what you think it. I think we should tell them to bury the gate after we're gone Tilk seems to think the golds won't be back. Maybe we should come back and check on these guys. I think we've done enough, don't you? Jacked up already. (laughs) (laughs) The president saved the planet. Um, All right, you alien assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, that's it. We're at thirty minutes. Anyone else got anything else? This is going to be a short one. Should it should be a short one? Needs to be a short one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the the real episode. I've got that audio bit um, (laughs) where they explain why they like how they can get away with shooting in Canada for every episode. For a planet with a UV radiation as high as this one's supposed to have, the plant life seems to be doing very well. Apparently Abydos was the exception, not the rule, as far as trees are concerned. Well, that makes sense. I mean, in order for a planet to support human life, there must be some sort of carbon-based vegetation, right? It is no accident. Many Stargate worlds were terraformed by the Goa'uld centuries ago. To all look like Canada. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we get away with being in Vancouver the whole time. That uh, that quote actually ends with him saying, it is because of tax cuts in Vancouver. (laughs) Hey, at the at the end when they were throwing him back in, throwing him into the Stargate, was that supposed to be going back to Earth? Was it? Yeah. But the iris was yeah. Closed, he'd taken so, away yeah. the GDOs, so they so he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. And then he's a he's a, a dunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of them. Spirit <laughs> original. You're right. Like, uh, at that point, like you know, Hammond and and Gary Jones <laughs> yeah, are sitting there. What the there. hell was that? Like, huh. <laughs> Another, another gold. It's like, no, that's actually one of your friends. Yeah. yeah. Who turned into a tyrant. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That was one of your Decom captains. team to the embarkation room. Clean that up. <laughs> but that, actually, that is a highlight of this episode. It's the first time we see a Stargate not being vertical, being horizontal. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, inspires me to one day make a swimming pool like that. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. All right, we've already, we're going to be doing birthday cakes. <laughs> I would love to have like, a, you know, a door in the shape yeah. of a Stargate, like yeah. door into your room or something Ooh, like that. Oh, yeah. that'd be yeah, cool. That'd be cool. You right? go for the Uber like nerd, a right? Coffee, a coffee cha- no, a dinner table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking you go, you go like Uber, Uber geek and you like merge worlds. You have a Hobbit house. But instead of the round door, it's wooden. It is actually a Stargate. It's like, <laughs> where am I going? Yeah. Am yeah. I going to Abydos or to Mordor? Ah! <laughs> Wedding cakes in Stargate fashion. Yeah. I mean... It's endless. Yeah. yeah, I'd keep getting divorced just so I can have another <laughs> wedding cake. <laughs> Totally worth it, baby. Yeah. Babe, do you want to get married again? Can we have another Stargate cake? <laughs> you could even make the wedding cake 
like the, the Stargate, <laughs> and then like as each like as it gets higher with all, it's just uh, like the event horizon forming. Oh yeah, the How whoosh. sick would that it's be? No, no, have yeah, have, have, have one half a Milky Way gate and the other half a Pegasus gate coming together. The Pegasus Gate. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, I'm speaking on behalf of Reese. I will tell. I will tell Jason Momoa you said that, no. and you'll never get a piggyback ever again. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> you got to get one piggyback in order to even talk about that. <laughs> Should I show you again my piggyback with Momoa? <laughs> no, because I don't want to be sitting next to you while you've got another erection. <laughs> show us the uncut version. <laughs> we, of we his did, penis or the we, picture? Well, you didn't Photoshop clothes on. Yeah, well, do you want to add in that um the the colonel thing? Was it your your? Yeah, thing? yeah. this is what I was pissed off about. Um, bloody O'Neill kept saying to kept saying to his team, "All right, you go back through the Stargate and let him." And they're like, "No, no, I'm staying here." And he goes, "No, all right, you go back." No, I'm staying here. Does it say Colonel anywhere on my uniform? Like he's the f-ing boss. Do yeah, as no he one. says. Listen to the guy. <laughs> he's trying to pull rank. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like you just think, shoot him. Would you get? <laughs> that's what I was. That's. <laughs> Shoot him. <laughs> well, shoot Tilk because he can heal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just set an example. <laughs> Sorry, Tilk. I know you didn't say anything, but when, when, like, when you we have been to 17 start. missions. You have to stop doing this. <laughs> Getting real tired of your shit. <laughs> what if you get back, like into the briefing room? Just be like, you know, you just be walking along. Be like, <clears throat> and can I talk? Can I talk to you for a minute? I kind of fucking asked you to go back home. You didn't. Yeah. We're gonna really have to. Look at that! You get how you're a civilian, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just. I'm not got getting a... court-martialed over beating your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a vision of them returning from the Stargate, and as they're walking down the ramps, like General, I was telling them to come home, and they <laughs> wouldn't listen to <laughs> me. And I'm died. the boss. <laughs> I'm a fucking colonel. This <laughs> isn't even in the fucking military. I'm on a new team. <laughs> SG9's got a vacancy! Keep the alien, he's fing cool! He's sweet! But those other two fing can fing off! That'll do us! Uh, That is the first commandment that is episode 5 of Get Into Gates. Oh, there was no religious jokes. (laughs) (laughs) You missed your chance, Robert C. Cooper! You had one job! Pretty sure the whole show is just a, a, a joke about religion. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, it's just a dig at organised religion. Yeah. 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 A no, but the whole dig. thing is though. The whole thing is that no, we we got to. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've said it before. Now you guys, you know, you're worshiping false gods. You just got to come back home to America. We got Jesus. Right? <laughs> There's only one God. He ain't no false god. That no white, fo- blue-eyed, blonde-haired I mean, boy never born seen in him. Africa. We've never seen him, but hes I'm sure he's there. That he died for your sins. <laughs> I read a but, book uh, about yeah. it. It was, yeah. it was All amazing. Of a sudden, amazing. Yeah. They, were, they were there. That's how they wrote the book. <laughs> 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 Haven't you seen Mel Gibson's movie? He's oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine just all the system lords coming along to those guys and be like, uh, we were actually reigning worlds about a couple of thousand years before your guy rocked up. Nope, nope, not yeah, true. Yeah. Not oh, you're talking about Jesus. Jesus Christ. JC. Yeah. yeah. Met him, man. Yeah, met him. Yeah. Ra, know him. Ra, Ra rocks bitch. up. He's like, oh, Jesus. That guy owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> Is he still maddest, around? He's the maddest magician out there. His dad built me like an extension on my pyramid and I never paid him. Shit. And his uncle builds wicked boats. <laughs> <laughs> Fit all your pets in there. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, well, take two. Uh, that is Get in the Gate. So thank you very much, The First Commandment. You've given us many a memory to not have uh, ongoing in the series. But uh, Robert C. Cooper, we can't wait to see what you bring us next. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Creating um, an army. You can... <laughs> Until we need him on the show, and then you're more yeah. than welcome. Uh, yeah, no, you Brad can... Wright. Brad yeah, Brad Wright first, obviously. Uh, first right of refusal. You can find us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram simply at Get Into Gates, our SoundCloud and iTunes, depending on your preference. Uh, and you can also hit us up, send us an email if you want to uh, talk about the episode. If you want to uh, maybe send us in some questions for some future episodes, we can get to into the uh, the next couple of uh, shows and reviews and podcasts. Just simply get into gate at gmail dot com. I would appreciate you didn't do that to the headphones, Lincoln. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. You, you were doing imitation of the vagina faced aliens from season three, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was doing that guy from Return of the Jedi that we've always talked yeah. about. Oh, no. Yeah, Lando's yeah, yeah, vagina mouth. <laughs> Lando's guy on the down low. Yeah. Um, Maddie, socials, where we got you? High pitch, Maddie. That's on Insta Link. Link underscore Lewis. Beautiful. Reestiver. I'm at the Flying Gibson. Brendan at the Brendan Gibson beautiful and at Mitch underscore Lewis will be back this time next week to talk cold Lazarus what may it entail hopefully less than the first commandment and, uh, <laughs> or more <laughs> well more than the first commandment more less quality. of the first commandment less of Robert C. Cooper more of something else we'll be back next week get into gates more of anything else <laughs> get into geek.com